Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Hold on, man. How you doing? Uh, great. Yeah? Enjoying I, yourself? I guess so. That's I good. I guess you can call it enjoying myself. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> hey, Nick, how you doing today? I'm enjoying myself. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. I have to stop myself. I can't myself say there's any real problems with anything with myself, no. but... <laughs> no. And I'm always like, oh, it could be worse. And then I have to cut myself off even mentally thinking that, like, nope, didn't think that thought. Because, mm-hmm. nope. Not going not gonna to go there. Not a, not a realm I'd like to travel in. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the other night, I haven't, I guess I haven't talked to you in like a week now, you know. It's, it's uh, been about a week, that's true. So the other night, I got home pretty late, and... It's one of those cool, clear nights when you can see a ton of stars out. So oh, I, yeah. I stayed outside for a little bit, you know, doing some stargazing. Badass. I like it. It's pretty great. I'm on team stargazing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a while since I've done, I've done that, you know. Uh, but it was cool. Uh, it was cool outside. It was cold. Um, oh, I believe that. And I wasn't really dressed for standing out there in the field in below freezing temperatures. So I was going to head in. But then I, I saw a shooting star. Pretty cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it was a pretty clear night. Nice. Like like most people this year, I've spent way too much time in the house for an entire year. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's and... weird. A lot of us chose to do that. Isn't that odd? Some people didn't don't seem to be doing that, but a lot of us have. Weird, anyways. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I spent a lot of time in the house. And yeah. so I was thinking about it, and it was probably the first one I'd seen all year. Normally, I'm outside more, you know. But, uh. Right. So I decided to sit out there a little longer, and sure enough, I saw a couple more. Hell yeah. Now, normally a shooting star is here and gone, you know, pretty rapidly in a quick white flash. And three yeah. out of the four that I saw were just that. However, there was an oddball in there. Something I hadn't really ever seen before. Not that I recall, at least, I guess. Um, but one was more of like a reddish color as it burned out. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. And I thought it was pretty cool. I hadn't really seen anything like that. And it got my mind kind of wandering, you know, why Why was that one red? Was it closer to me than all the others or farther? Was it more unique mineral composition or, you know, like why yeah. was it different? Right, or it's exactly. December. It's December. Was it Santa? I mean, we don't <laughs> know what kind of pre-lapse this man makes or how time works for him. Maybe he's planning his route. I don't know. It's very possible. I mean, ultimately, I don't know what it was or why it was different. But like I said, it got me wondering as I stared at the night sky and I pondered what sort of oddity, you know, what... What was it? And then it made me think, other people have seen some way weirder stuff in the sky. And have had way worse times than I did just getting a little cold. Oh, Christ, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Oh, no. So, Betty and Barney Hill were married for a bit over a year. And they had not taken their honeymoon yet. Okay. Both of them worked pretty stressful jobs. Uh, Barney was worked at the post office, and Betty was a social worker. Tough. So that kept them pretty busy. Stresses of 
work life and Barney being a black man and Betty being a white woman may have added some unnecessary stress from time to time due to the couple being married in the early 1960s. And were they living in America? Yes, they were. Okay, yes, absolutely. That would that would be something that they would have to, um, you know, experience. Some, uh, some unnecessary stress in there, probably, from that. Just a few. Just a few little inklings, probably. Yeah. But uh, they were involved pretty heavily in their New New Hampshire community, spending time working with their church and civil rights movements. Perfect. Amazing. With all of those things weighing on their minds, the couple decided they had earned some time to relax and enjoy each other's company. So they left for a three-day weekend and went on a trip to visit visit Montreal and Niagara Falls. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to assume they had a great time and made their overdue honeymoon. Uh, is a good time, you know? Hell I think yeah. they would have had a good time with that. Beautiful place with beautiful company, enjoying yeah. enjoying themselves. Fun times. At the, at the end of the weekend, they were getting ready to head back home and return to their normal day-to-day lives. Fun. September 19th, 1961. The couple okay. was about halfway done with their drive home. They stopped at a diner that they knew was friendly to couples like the two of them to have a cup of coffee to get themselves rejuvenated for the next leg of the journey. Uh, Barney had looked over the maps and had determined it would take them probably about four hours to get home. But they would need to press on to avoid the potential storms coming due to a hurricane off the coast of the east, the eastern coast of the U.S. So rain was coming. They wanted to get home. So the couple finished their coffee, piled back into the car. They were winding their way through rural New Hampshire when Betty noticed a shooting star. But that's what had first crossed her mind when she saw it. But it was still there, moving slowly. Barney, being a fan of aviation and a World War II vet, assured her that it was a satellite that had fallen off track and was just catching the light of the sun or something like that. Good explanation. Logical, right? Very much so, yeah, yeah. However, as the car wound down the hills and through the trees, the light was becoming brighter and brighter with each passing minute. Then, it seemed it seemed like the light was actually following them, moving back and forth along their path, dipping behind trees only to reappear again. Hmm. Hmm. No? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, the couple, yeah, just like kind of where you're at, you know, they're not overly mm. concerned with whatever this thing is at the moment. So, they pull curious. over. Yeah, they pull over curious. to picnic area. Yeah, it's curious. It's fine. It's probably a satellite, just like Barney said. But uh, they pull over to a picnic area to let the dog take care of some business and a little walk for the dog. But before they got back in the car, Betty got some binoculars out of their luggage, and she tried to spot the strange light that had been moving so spasmodically. I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. Zigzagging. Yeah. Scatterbrained a little bit, just kind of like scatterbrained. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one for it. There we go. Um, Yeah, so she she gets the binoculars out and she glimpses this thing passing in front of the moon. And with the binoculars to her eyes, she must have said something like, Huh, it's kind of weird. Odd shaped thing with flashing colored lights. To which Barney must have said something along the lines of, yeah, it's just a commercial plane probably headed to the Montreal airport. Good call, Barney. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, the light quickly changed direction and began heading straight towards them. Huh. Weird. <laughs> huh. Huh. And with that, Barney had a Barney had a sudden change of mind and said <laughs> oh, something yeah. along the lines of, "Oh, that's not a plane." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scratch that last thing I said. 
That is not what yeah. I said it was. Got a little variation yeah. here. Got to retcon my statement. Uh, can I uh, edit and do yeah. what I just said, please? Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But uh, was that out loud? Did I say that out loud? Oh no. Yeah. So growing a little bit more concerned, I think now they quickly get back into the car and they started. They start cruising down the road. They continued driving on, growing more and more concerned that this thing was following them. Betty, trying to keep her eyes on it while Barney pressed on driving down the road, yeah. sees, she sees the light is creeping closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Barney, yeah, I figure I can, I can he's feel 10 like and Barney's. 2 right now. Yeah, yeah. His, his foot is like is like real gradual because he's not super concerned, but he's a little he's getting more concerned. It's just like his foot's like slowly pes- pressing on the gas pedal more and more, like mm-hmm. slowly <laughs> accelerating. Just it's fine. It's just a plane. Don't worry, maybe about it. Barney. Maybe <laughs> Barney, how fast you going? It's fine. Just keep yeah. looking at it. Don't look at where I'm doing. Just keep looking. Mm-hmm. He's gritting his teeth. Maybe just look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. Yeah. Well, panic started to grip the occupants of the car a little bit. Mm, understandable. The shape was flying near them, maybe 100 feet or so off the ground, and a couple hundred feet away. Barney suddenly stopped the car, slung the binoculars around his neck, threw open the glove box, and pulled out a revolver. Jesus, Barney! <laughs> <laughs> You went from that might just be a plane to I'm going to shoot this motherfucker real fast. <laughs> uh-huh. Real fast. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so. This thing is getting knocked out of the sky. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he's a World War II vet. That's, he's seen some uh, crazy just stuff. True. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, he's like, Probably. not again. What if he, yeah. never mind. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, what he actually did. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, who knows? But, maybe he was just taking down planes with his revolver. He's like, I got this shit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so... Engine's still running, gun in hand. He looked at Betty and he says, stay in the car. Oh, As he stepped out of the vehicle, he muttered to himself, this can't be real. This can't be happening. He looked through the binoculars, stared through them, then tried to raise the revolver. Instead, he found himself turning and running for the car, screaming in terror to Betty. They're going to take us. He jumped back in the car, threw it in gear, put the pedals of the metal, and the car took off screaming down the small road. Barney focused on the road and getting them to safety, was frantically asking Betty what what is it doing? Where is it? Is it gone? You know, Betty doing her right. best to keep it in her sight, looking out the rear window, the side. Where was it? Then all of a sudden, a loud pulsing sound erupts from the rear of the car and the two occupants' bodies, flooded with adrenaline, suddenly grew impossibly tired. Oh, no. Oh, no. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I do know. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I have made up all the dialogue to this. So (laughs) what they're actually saying and doing, I just is what I imagined they were doing. I don't actually know if that's what they were doing. That's quite an approach. But that's what I would think they'd be doing. Right. I would say so. Yes. Like, yep. Like Barney's like white knuckle on the steering wheel. Where is Uh it? Like, I don't see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Man. Look, I don't see it. And then, you know, God only knows how fast the car might be. Well, they might. They probably know how fast they were driving, but I mean, maybe they lost track in the moment. Just ripping. Yeah. I'm assuming flooring spin, it, yes, if, taking the curve as was, fast as he can. Right. If I was, if that was me, especially if it's a road, I mean, I guess he's driving home. He might not be familiar with the road. He's but like I mean, four I, hours I, from home. So, yeah. Yes. He has no idea. And I'm not a, I'm assuming. I mean, I would not personally would not be going the speed limit if that was the case. I'd be like, mm-mm. Fast yeah, as I'm not worried about that. No, I got other things to worry about right now. Yeah, if anything, that'll get a cop's attention. He can come help me. Yeah, follow me, man. 
Yeah, you got spot a revolver me. too, I hope. <laughs> yeah, spot me. With two revolvers, we can take this thing down. Mm-hmm. And if that Maybe. cop had a rifle, oh man, then we'd be mm-hmm. in heaven. Well, after they grew impossibly tired, suddenly they were about 35 miles further down the road, oh, and the rest of the drive was smooth. No issues. They arrived at their home a couple hours later than expected, which seemed odd. You know, the sun was starting to rise. They were both a little disoriented. Felt off. Barney noticed that the toes of his nice dress shoes that he uh, that he was wearing, the toes on him were scraped up. He suddenly became worried that he needed to check his genitals. I don't often have that. Well, I, yeah, I don't often have that thought. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm just going about my business like, I got to check those genitals. <laughs> yeah, make sure they're still there. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked in a while. Huh. Yeah, huh? I haven't well, seen since this morning. How are they doing? <laughs> huh. A quick little look-see proved that everything seemed to be all right in that department. <laughs> look-see! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But still there. All right. He does uh, the pad down like you do when you're looking for your phone, but instead it's a general. He's like, oh, got it. Oh. <laughs> yep. Well, both Betty and Barney noticed that their watches had stopped working. Strange. Betty noticed her dress was all torn and mangled, and when That's... she hung it in the closet, it had some strange pink powder on it. The, the trunk of their car had strange, shiny, circular marks on it that had not been there before. So... They tried talking about what had just happened on the drive home after jumping back into the car and taking off at breakneck speed, and they found they couldn't seem to remember. So then they both decided to take long showers trying to make sh- and try to make sense of the night after a good night's sleep. Fair. Yeah. It's a bit intense night. You know, you think you'd... Just had a good weekend. Casual drive home. Right. So at this point, you might be wondering if you've already heard this story. And you may ha- you may have. It's Maybe. a very popular story in the realm of UFOs and alien abduction. Yeah, if, I've, if you I... You may... Oh, go ahead. Huh? No, I'm saying if I had heard it, it's hard to, hard to place it. I think I'm combining stories, maybe, in my head. Well, you could be. You may you may not even have heard the story of Betty and Barney Hill ever in your life, but you still know how this story plays out. And there's a reason for that. Oh, yeah? The, the Hill abduction is one of the best-known cases for alien abduction because it was the first really widely publicized case of the phenomenon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And... Because of that, it has been the inspiration for so many movies and stories about abduction. But it didn't start that way. It actually took a couple of years for the story to blow up. But to kind of wrap this up nicely, we need to get back to what happened with the hills. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the couple, confused what to, what had really happened to them, uh, tried discussing with each other what they remembered. And what they remembered was basically what I've already told you. The only thing I really left out was what Barney and Betty had really seen from that shape and that light that was following them. Left that out more, mo- mostly for like dramatic flair, you know. Yep, understandable. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But uh, they both made a drawing of what they recalled it looking like. Badass. And I can actually, I can send you the drawing. But let's talk about it first and then I'll send it to you. Sounds good. So that the listeners can get an idea of what we're talking about. Um, So what they had seen was a wide, they described it as pancake-shaped aircraft. It had red lights on the sides and a large glass window across the front of the cylinder. Um, you know, so it was just like a very thin cylinder pancake. Got it. Um, the windows across the front of the cylinder, uh, 
when Barney had pulled those binoculars up to his eyes and stared through them. Uh, what he had seen that kind of set him off running back to the car was, I think he said, 8 to 11 figures in that window looking right at him. Oh, Barney. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when it was in front of him above a field, it had a couple of wings that kind of extended out from the cylinder pancake shape of the main portion of the craft. So when they first saw it, it just looked like the pancake. But then when he stopped the car and got the binoculars out, he said it looked like it extended wings out the side. But that's that's like all they could remember. The two of them couldn't seem to figure out why they seemed to be missing about two hours of time and had fuzzy memory after the strange pulsing sounds they heard in the car. So let me send you this picture here. Do you want the actual drawing or do you want, a, you want the picture? I'll just send them both to you. Yes, yeah, whip them out here. Sounds good to me. Yeah, because there's one of Barney Hill holding the drawing. Awesome. <laughs> and then... I made this. It chased me. Yeah. So there's that one. Let me grab the other one real quick. And this is... Oh, boy. Betty, Barney, and their their dog in this picture with, with the drawing. See, it's almost like a tuna can, like a really flat tuna can. Right. I mean, he drew a big drawing. It's a really big drawing. And the dog's really interested in it. Because the dog was with him, wasn't it? On the vacation? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that yeah. dog... Yeah, so, that dog... That dog's, <laughs> that dog's having too. flashbacks. <laughs> he sees some shit, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I don't know. I I think I described it all right. You did. That's what I pictured. I never would have been able to guess that's what those wings looked like, but... Yeah, they kind of go up, which is kind of weird. Not like a normal plane's wings or anything like that. Anybody listening can look up uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Um, abduction or whatever you want to call it. And, and you just type their names in and you'll find it pretty easily. And their red lights, yeah. I mean... But yeah, I mean, the, the flying, I mean, yeah, the flying saucer. I mean, that's it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, after discussing, like, over the course of a couple of days, I guess, or a whole day. Right. Um, on September 21st, the Hills decided to contact the Air Force. And they did so mostly because they were worried about possibly having been exposed to radiation. It's a huge concern. Because they they were a pretty reserved, quiet couple, kept to themselves, you know. And they they didn't want to come off as too eccentric, so they they left out a few of the more peculiar things about the events of the night that they saw the aircraft. But eventually, I think it was the next day, the Air Force followed up and they wanted more details, and, you know, they got the whole story. I bet they did. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, Betty actually began doing her own sort of investigation on the matter. She began reading about UFOs, UFOs and aerial phenomena. After the incident, Betty had terrible dreams, and Barney ended up struggling with horrible anxiety and you got like ulcers and stuff oh. mm-hmm. and this went on for a few years and it took quite a toll on the the couple eventually they sought some mental help to kind of help put them at ease a little bit so they end up going to see a psychi- psychiatrist slash neurologist named Benjamin Simon. Uh, 
he happened to specialize in a thing called hypnosis. Okay. So, naturally, the subject of hypnosis came up. And it was decided that they would, you know, use hypnosis to try to elicit previously forgotten memories. Barney, being pretty apprehensive about the whole idea of it, but he thought it might help Betty put to rest what Barney described as nonsense about her dreams. Oh, no. They're talking about this stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Nonsense. What are you... Ah, oh, Barney, no. I mean, these... Yeah. I had the weirdest dream. Stop telling me about that nonsense. Yeah. Get out but, of here. Mm-hmm. So over the course of months, the Hills underwent weekly hypnosis sessions to try and access those missing memories. And what came out of it was pretty terrifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Barney was hypnotized first. Uh, he recalled witnessing non-human figures, and he was very emotional and expressed a lot of fear under hypnosis and he would have emotional outbursts and just terror. Barney said that due to his fear, he kept his eyes closed for much of the abduction and the physical examination that he endured. Uh, He reported that the binocular strap had broken when he turned and ran from the UFO back to his car. And he recalled driving the car away from the UFO, but afterwards he felt irresistibly compelled to pull off the road and drive into the woods. Great. After this? Good. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. That's so fine. after this, he eventually sighted six men standing in the dirt road. The car stalled, and three of the men approached the car. They told Barney not to fear them. He was still anxious, however, and reported that what he understood as the leader told Barney to close his eyes. Uh, under hypnosis, uh, Barney said, I felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. No. He's got a he's got a real thing with the eyes here. Like He does. Uh-huh. He said the beings often stared into his eyes with a terrifying mesmerizing effect. He said things like, "Oh those eyes, they're there in my brain." I was told to close my eyes because I saw two eyes coming close to mine and I felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. All I see are those eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just there. They're just up close to me, pressing against my eyes. Like I said, yeah, that's a thing fine. for the eyes. Yeah, that's fine. It sounds. Ever, it's. It, yeah. It doesn't sound fine. Yeah, that's just yeah, totally normal. A totally normal thing to feel and say, and have in your mm-hmm. head. This obsession yeah. with these alien eyeballs, that are clearly not just normal eyeballs. They're doing something to his brain. They're looking into So then, yeah. So then Barney relates that he and his wife were taken onto the disc-shaped craft where they were then separated. He was escorted to a room by three of the men. And then he was told to lie on a small rectangular exam table. Unlike Betty, uh, Barney's narrative of the exam is less detailed and this is because he was so scared he kept his eyes closed the entire time. Yeah, I mean, that, Which, could, have been, that could have been a tactic he used to survive the war, too, depending on how he, where he was or what was going on. If something, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's true. Hiding, eyes closed. I mean, not I mean, I don't know. in active combat, but like ducking behind something or just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but he he was scared, so he just kept his eyes closed. I don't know, maybe he's just trying to, you know, think of it as a dream. 
I get or it, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not real. I close yeah. my eyes. Nope. Nope. It's yeah. not Wake real. Up. Nope. Wake up. Wake up. Well, even though he kept his eyes closed, a cup-like device was placed over his genitals. He did not experience an orgasm, though Barney thought that sperm, a sperm sample had been taken. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. The men then scraped his skin, peered in his ears and mouth, and a thin tube or cylinder was inserted into his anus and quickly removed. Someone seemed to be feeling his spine and counting vertebrae. Barney said that he heard them speaking in a mumbled-like language that he did not understand, yet he also understood them in English. The few times they communicated with them, he said that it seemed to be through thought transference. Great. They're telepaths. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Both Betty and Barney stated that they hadn't observed the beings' mouths moving when they communicated in English with them. So like you said, telepath. Telepathy. Seeing into his brain. Yeah. They were all up in there. In many ways, they're all up in lots of parts of his body, to be honest. They've been in most of them yeah, they've been at this checking, point. They've been checking, checking out his orifices. Mm-hmm. He reco- After that, he recalled being escorted from the ship, taken back to his car, and in a daze, he watched the ship leave. Barney then remembered a light appearing on the road, and he said, Oh no, not again. Right. So, Barney had a bad time. He didn't want to watch any of it. No, he, that was not a good time for Barney. That was not a good experience. I mean, it doesn't sound great. No. I mean, you know, the genital mm-hmm. stuff and the butt yeah, He stuff. got back to the house and he was worried about his genitals. Yeah, he's it makes like, oh, more sense now, right? Yeah, it's like something happened there. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's like, well, it's all together. Huh. What? Mm-hmm. Well, remember I said Betty was having pretty horrible dreams? You did say this. So most of what she had written down from her dreams, because she began cataloging them, uh, yeah. they came out again in her sessions with the psychiatrist under hypnosis. Makes sense. Of course it did. Makes sense. Yeah, so some of this might get a little confusing because I might say in her dreams, but her dreams ended up being what she thinks she experienced. So Right. So we'll just go from here. Um, she and Barney encountered a roadblock and men surrounded their car. She lost consciousness but struggled to regain it. She then realized that she was being forced by two small men to walk in a, through a forest in the nighttime. Okay. And she remembers seeing Barney walking behind her, even though when she called to him, he seemed to be in some sort of trance or like he was sleepwalking. The men around her stood about five feet to five foot four. Uh, they wore matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by military cadets. So I imagine like those, uh, I don't even know what kind of hats they would be called. Yeah. They're like, um, they're like an envelope. Yeah, what are those called? I have no idea. I know exactly the kind, but yeah. Yeah. So that's what I imagine. But then, uh, she said they appeared nearly human with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses and bluish lips their skin was a grayish color Mm. in the dreams Betty and Barney and the men walked up a ramp into a disc shaped craft of metallic appearance once inside Barney and Betty were then separated which is what Barney remembered too Uh, she she remembers protesting though, that they were being separated. And she refers to the leader again, and he said that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. 
which is why they were split up. So Betty then uh, dreamt or remembered that a new man, similar to the others, he entered to conduct her exam. Betty called. She referred to the new guy as the examiner. She said he had a pleasant, calm manner, though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English. The examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect, and she had difficulty understanding him. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, he was That trying. the other guy can, like, you know, just speak perfect English through telepathy. And, yeah. Yeah, maybe that yeah, first guy was more... Maybe his lessons weren't complete or something. He was still learning. Right, that could be. Wasn't a special I mean, English thing. is a tricky language to learn. I mean, it's kind of dumb. Uh, anyways, the examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests and the tests were in order to figure out the differences between humans and the crafts occupants. So he seated her on a chair and a bright light was shown on her. The man cut off a lock of her hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. He saved trimmings from her fingernails. He examined her legs and feet. Then he used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. So like a glass slide or something. Okay. Uh, He then tested her nervous system. And I guess it seems like from the stories I read of it, or from her account of it, uh, it seems like it was pretty abruptly, he thrust a needle into her belly button, which caused her agonizing pain, and she started writhing in pain. Ouch. Whereupon, the leader stepped in, and he waved his hand in front of her eyes, and suddenly the pain vanished. Huh. Weird. A little little odd. Yes, very. Eventually, the examiner left the room, and Betty engaged in a conversation with the leader. She picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that the leader said she could take home with her. She also asked from where they had come from, and he pulled down a map of stars and basically tried to explain it, but then I guess he said, if you can't even comprehend this, then what's the point in me explaining it? Which I mean, is fair. It <laughs> like, is, yeah, it's a little snobby, but you get it. Because, like, what's the point? Like, what are we doing here? Just... Yeah, because she said, like, her knowledge of the universe is not very good. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, he's what's, like... The, what's the fucking point, then? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, never mind. It's like, ah, oh, jeez. We got one that doesn't know much about the universe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on, oh. Betty. Well, I guess we find out what the difference is between us and these humans. Jeez, they don't know much about the universe. At least this one doesn't. Yeah. Read a book, Betty. Come on. So then she then she remembers the men began escorting them from the ship when suddenly a disagreement broke out. And then the leader was like, hey, Betty, you can't actually keep that book. Sorry. And they decided that the group of them had decided that they didn't want her or Barney to even remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory, she would one day recall the events. And then she remembers her, uh, herself and Barney being taken to the car where the leader suggested that they wait to watch the craft's departure, which they then did so and then resumed their drive. So. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So that comes down to the bulk of their experience with all of this. Sure. So, like, she's got a lot of details that she went through because she wrote down all her dreams and everything. But that's the gist of it. And 
in the time after all this, we kind of still see the effects of this abduction case, you know? We really do. Like I said, before, even if you've never even heard of Betty and Barney Hill, you kind of know this whole story, right? It's true. You know it's coming. Yep. Yeah. It has become the alien abduction experience. I mean, it really is. Yeah. The the car turns off. Time stops. Your watch breaks. You get abducted. Examined. Probed. He got probed. Examined. Right. He got got stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Probed and, and samples taken. The obsession yeah. with the genitals and the, the butt, always with those. Right. A lot of, yeah, what? I yeah. mean, poking and prodding and who knows what else we're doing. Yeah, so this all happened in 1961, and it was four years after the events that the experience really started to gain popularity. And like I said, we still see it. Like, mm-hmm. all these... Things are what you normally see, like in an abduction thing. So that's kind of the one that started the abduction experience. Yeah, it's the template. I mean, it laid the groundwork. Yeah, just like how Roswell kind of started the UFO stuff. They weren't really the first of their kind, but they were early in the phenomenon and it captured the imaginations of everyone. Believers, skeptics. Everyone in between. Right. I mean, it's a good story, especially when you're not used to these kind of things before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, eventually, I, I think it kind of took its toll on Barney because he still had really bad anxiety and ended up drinking himself to death, basically, oh from my God. what I understand. Yeah. They just and want have, They just want to have a nice honeymoon at Niagara Falls. Uh-huh. And Betty took it on herself after this to become really involved with the UFO experience or the alien abduction stuff. And she worked with, I forget what it was called, a couple of groups. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've talked about all sorts of, you know, I mean, we have a whole show on talking about weird stuff. We do. But, so the, this we've only talked about a handful of alien encounters. You know, we normally tend to focus on, I don't know. Like, uh, things. I can't like, say more realistic stuff. No, I was, <laughs> I was, I was going to say like terrestrial things, things. That's from what I was going to say too. The earth. Yeah. And I mean, even, even demons and things and spirits. I mean, if they're, of course, the dead humans are terrestrial, but like, yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah different dimensional things, but yeah, as far as otherworldly or outerworldly things, this crops up here and there. Or there's suspicions yeah, tar- of like alien stuff, like with the Mothman and like some Sasquatches. There's suspicions, but it's not a straight up like you know, this right. thing came from space. It's got a ship and it's here to poke you in the butt. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, this isn't the story I had set out to discuss today. That's incredible. That gets me so excited. But- but like this is one I've I've known about this one for a long time. Yeah. I didn't know if you had known about this at all. Not not their names and not the specific the... things, no. But like you said, the gist, absolutely. But yeah, not this. I not this. I'll be honest, I haven't. Yeah, and a lot of people might have just because it it is it's the foundation for a lot of this. But that's why I I started off looking at a lot of weird stuff and. So one thing I was looking at, and it's not enough to make it into an actual episode, so we can just talk about it right now. Sure, okay. Was the recently declassified uh, UFO sightings that the government was like, yeah, they're UFO. We don't know what they are. Yeah, how about that? What? It's a weird thing, right? Yeah, just, they're like, yeah, they're like, the world's pretty crazy now. This is a good time to just whip this shit out there. Yeah, we'll just drop this out there. Yeah, so I was looking at those because there's a, a topic that I kind of wanted to get on, but I don't know if there's enough to go off of it yet. Okay. I was like starting to, starting to like put the toes in the water, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then a lot of UFO stuff was popping up, and I was like, you know, 
We might as well talk about the Betty and Barney Hill experience. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I'm glad because it did. is pretty significant in. I don't know if I want to call it folklore, but like modern I mean, culture, point, I guess it would still yeah. be folklore, really. At this point, yeah, modern folklore. It's cool. It's also interesting as far as uh, folklore goes. Like, um, as we get into the modern era, like, you know, things that are more technology based or like, you know, outer space, like aliens, like the justification, like, you know what I mean? The explanations become more scientific for these weird things. They're not just spirits or ghosts. It was a ship that came down, pulled people up. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, if that is, you know, with these, with the arm, with the military and declassifying things, like me saying like this, the explanations, well, if it was a real alien then that's really what happened and that's a whole separate thing. The story permeating through the culture, you know, I mean, when right. when somebody out in Nowhere's, you know, in, in Timbuktu, backwoods, wherever, says he was abducted by aliens, he basically goes through this checklist in a roundabout way. It's it's this checklist, basically. Yeah. And so one, one thing I actually kind of left out of here that I should talk about was that the psychiatrist eventually told... Betty to try to redraw the star map that she she remembered man so she so she tried how'd that go and uh okay from what I can tell but like astronomers took it and tried to figure out exactly where it seemed like they were coming from yes and so a lot of this comes into uh it seemed to be Zeta Reticuli, which is like the planet they're from, and that that is the the aliens that come from there end up being uh, your typical alien that you think of, the, like your small grays, like the big eyes, yes. like the ones that you always envision. Right. The big head, large, big eyes. Uh, so that kind of came out of this ultimately too. But they, I mean, a lot of people try to explain it away, too. A lot of people say it was sleep deprivation from their long weekend and driving home through the night. Yeah, and even so, sure, but, like, what, that's quite a sleep deprivation, guys. That's quite a trip. Yeah. I mean, I've been sleep deprived and driving, and I never thought that happened or anything like that. I was no, just if, like, well, I'm just really tired. Yeah, if, if I if I was if I was drifting off and all of a sudden I hear because I'm on the side of the highway and things are going, dun, dun, I'm hitting the side, you know, the the the, the speed, the little bumpies, little come the little bumpies that wake you up, you know. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't put, to, I didn't all of a sudden think that I was being pursued by a spaceship beforehand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then like, and then I, I didn't race, race home, and be like, God, I gotta check my genitals. I didn't have that thought. <laughs> Are we together? Wow, we hit those bumpies pretty hard. Did I mm-hmm. pass out? Was I? Did I get put back into my car by a spaceship? Uh-huh. I mean, everything yeah, so there's a lot of normal. people that try to argue against it, obviously, you know. Yeah. Like I said, skeptics and believers all kind of flocked to this. Sure. A lot of people started coming out with similar stories after after like a one broke you know people were like oh that's what happened to me right because now there's a story they know what gets traction or it's the commonalities of course they've all experienced a similar thing I guess that's the you know the toss up here So, it's a good story. It's, I mean, scary if it actually happens to you. Right, yeah. But I would, uh-huh. It'll be a bad time. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I don't think. I'd probably be like Barney, too. I'll just close my eyes. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bad dream. Well, yeah, and who knows what those things... I mean, there was people inside those ships. Mm-hmm. You know, people as in sentient beings, not 
humans, of course. Right. But like, uh, just imagining it chasing them, and if and that's a, if it's fitting like twelve people inside, it's not a small craft. No. Like so even if they are just five foot tall, right. I mean, it's still pretty good size. That's twelve people, right? That's still. You need a room to work with, and this ship's spinning around. It's got its little, it's got its cute little wings. Yeah, it's got two different exam rooms. It's got to have a cockpit in there somewhere. Oh yeah, there's definitely yeah a cockpit or some kind of, you know, bridge or whatever. It's not flying itself. No. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's it's not a drone, and even if it was a drone, if there's people inside of it, well, it's basically you know there's it's, it's a manned drone. Then it's just got you know what I mean. It's someone's driving it. Right. Yep. So yeah, we see Betty and Barney Hill today, and I don't think it's going to stop. No. What? And what was that? What was that thing? I mean, were you going to dive into that about? You know, have the um, that one Israeli scientist that came out about all this, his his UFO stuff. Did you see about that recently? Mm, I don't think so. Oh no, I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I didn't really get into it though. No, because I mean, I just that just popped in my head. Cause it's the most recent alien thing. I mean, yeah, that just came out this past week, right? Yeah, I mean, the Galact- what did he say? He said like we've been a- communi- yeah. the Israeli and U.S. government have been communicating with aliens for some time now. Yeah, it's, and there's like a Galactic Federation. That exists, mm-hmm. that we are, you know, they're trying to, like, see if we're ready for basically basically doing first contact shit, like they're the Vulcans in Star Trek coming to Earth. Like, hey, guys, you want to join the space community? But, <laughs> you know, a little more detailed, evidently, a little more nuanced, if they've been doing yeah. it for years to slowly get us ready for something. I mean, I've had a lot of fun thinking about the Galactic Federation. But mm-hmm. that's about where that begins and ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get into that too much because it was very new. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically that's as much interesting. as I have. But it's, uh, yeah, interesting is exactly what it is. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Huh. Well, interesting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And, like, as you were telling me that story, I was just thinking, like, what if I, you know, we turn on the news tomorrow, and what if there's just, like, an alien at the White House? Like, would you just go, well, that's weird? Or, be, yeah, I probably would just be like that. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Be like, huh. Wow, 2020's pulling out all the stops, huh? Got the aliens now. Yeah. Finally. Took long enough. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Who knows? Who knows? I mean. That one that they declassified and said, like, hey, we don't know what this is. Have you watched that one? I haven't watched it, no. I've Oh, the actual, like, the footage? Yeah. I forget what it looks like, I, but I did see it. But I did watch it. But I, I mean, you can't like. really see it, but it's, like, a couple fighter pilots that are, you know... Yes, I did. ...used to okay. this kind of thing, and they're like, uh, we don't know what that is. And you know, what, they're, like, tracking at, like, impossible speeds and stuff. And they're okay. like, we don't know what yeah. this is. Yeah, and was it that, like, the the thing, like, that this is just that these things just show up and no one knows what they are? Like, they just, oh, yeah, they, these, this just happens. We don't know what these are, but they just do kind of jump around a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And, like, going, like, I, then there's some stuff about them, like, going into the ocean. Have you heard about that crap, too? Oh, yeah. So it's all the same, yeah, it's all the same stuff. Like, what is, what? I mean, I would buy that, instead of aliens, what if, you know, they're from, you know, that we don't, we've always talked about what's in the ocean. What is in there? It's like Aquaman. They, yeah, is Aquaman living in aqua ships in the ocean? Is it Jason Momoa? Is Jason Momoa flying spaceships in the water? Which those are just normal ships. Those are just. <laughs> those are just. <laughs> <laughs> are they flying in yeah. the water, or is that just swimming? Yeah, what, what do you call yeah, he, that? He's got yeah, he's got um swim ships that swim in the water. And they swim around, and then they fly up and they come to the land. And that's why they don't. We don't really see aliens walking around too much. Propelled. Because, yeah. Mm, right. Because I guess swimming is more of a uh, a human or animal characteristic. I guess if it's like a ship, it would be like not swimming. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
I don't know. Does it matter if you make that differentiation? No, I guess not. No. <clears throat> does a submarine swim? Yeah, well, I, I yeah, does it swim? And I also a few like last week I looked up like do you like do you drive a ship or do you pilot a ship? Like what is it called? What is driving a boat called? It's swimming. Like, yeah, swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a swimmer. I'm a boat swimmer. Are you what do you mean like, I mean I'm pilot? moving through the water yeah. through a some sort of propulsion, so I'm swimming. Yeah, I got flippers back As there. As I steer this spinning around boat. in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got paddles back there, splish splash, and attached to this motor that's letting them rip. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> swimming. Yeah, but Aquaman with his swimming boats. I don't know. I just think that's interesting if they came, you know, because then they would dart away and they might not be going to space. They might just be going to a different part of the ocean and then they're gone. You don't, you know. I mean, what are they dolphin people? Because they say the dolphins are the smartest things in the ocean, right? They are. Yeah. The yeah. dolphins have secretly designed. And that's. It's fu- yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because like, um, and of course it's space. So I'm going to talk about Star Trek a little bit. Like, if for the next generation, if they had a bigger budget, they were going to have a dolphin unit on the ship that would do like stuff. Oh yeah, like they'd be sucking a tank, but they'd be computing, they'd be doing like you know, <laughs> they'd, be, they'd like, be like officers. like Johnny Mnemonic type <laughs> stuff. Basically, yeah, they'd be officers on the <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'd, lo- I'd love to see a dolphin have a com badge and like beep it like. Bzz, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Then it just makes all the chirping sounds. Yeah. He's like, did you oh, get that? Fuck. No. Oh, fuck. But they had the universal translator, and it translates, if it can translate, so the dolphins would just be speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody would be understanding the dolphins. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah. But if, if they are, if these things are from space, and there is a galactic federation, what does that mean? It would not surprise me. I mean, January, it wouldn't surprise me. It's January twentieth is is one of these spinning saucers just going to descend upon the White House and be like, "Peace be among you." We are here. Is that what stops the American Civil War, or does that make it worse? Probably makes it worse. Let's be honest. <laughs> Depends on whose side they take, I guess. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> he called the aliens. Oh, I don't want to see a bunch of aliens in red hats waving flags around. That's not what I want to see. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Yep. Cool. Well, yeah. we'll wait and see, I guess. I guess we will wait and see. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see if we get probed or not. Yep. In time. Great time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if anybody... Do you do you think anybody that listens to this show has been abducted by aliens? Uh, there's only one way to find out. Uh, you can email us. We at have to ask them to... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. To email us. Yeah, email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com or just leave an Instagram comment on the, neck, on the post for this episode that just says, I was abducted by aliens! Exclamation point. Yeah, but That's then would... maybe give us a little bit more after that. Yeah, but but we would like to know. Oh yeah, well just for, yeah, just to, yeah, and then yeah. yeah so and just... if your experience was anything like Betty or Barney's, <sighs> yeah, or if, you know. know maybe they gave you like some snacks or something and you just hung out. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe if they stopped you introduced them to pizza. They introduced you to some sort of weird paste that yeah. was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Gleenock. Oh, I love my Gleenock. What is that? Eat your paste. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, yeah, we'll support us on the Patreon. We're there. Post extra episodes. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate any and all of your support. And, and we do appreciate all the support already. 100%. Thank you. Our loyalist of listeners. Many appreciations. Mm-hmm. And I know our loyalist yes. listeners are staying spooky because when we're here... We stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. 